Welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. Thank you very much for listening. Our sleep story tonight is about a king who has three sons. The king goes on a journey and wants to bring something back for each of his sons. He finds the gifts for his two oldest easily, but cannot find the seeds that his youngest has asked for. As the king is traveling home, he sees a white wolf with seeds at her feet. She agrees to let the king have the seeds if he agrees to give her the first thing that meets him on his way to the castle. The king agrees, thinking he will surely meet a bird or some animal in the woods, but the first thing that greets him is his youngest son. Now he needs to give his youngest son to the wolf. Will he keep his end of the deal? Before we continue with our story, let's first make sure you are cozy and comfortable. Turn off the lights, silence notifications, find your comfortable place, your place to relax or your favorite position in bed. Wiggle around a little bit and make yourself comfortable. This is your safe place, a place where you can relax and sleep, where you feel warm and cozy, and you get to return to this place at the end of each day. Now, close your eyes if you like, and we'll begin with a few slow, deep belly breaths. Each time you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your belly. Take a deep breath in. And out. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. Take another breath. Fill your body and allow your breathing to relax you as you exhale fully. Breathe in relaxation. Breathe out tension. Breathe in. 
and breathe out. Keep breathing slowly like this for as long as you feel comfortable. The White Wolf Once upon a time, there was a king who had three sons. They were all handsome, but the youngest was the most handsome of the three. Now it happened that one day their father had to set out for a tour in a distant part of his kingdom. Before he left, his youngest son made him promise to bring him back seeds from a rare plant. When the king was ready to return to his palace, he thought himself that he would like to take home presents to each of his three sons. So he went into a jeweler's shop and bought a handsome watch for the oldest prince. Then he went to a rich merchant's and bought a suit embroidered in gold and silver thread for the second prince. But in none of the flower shops nor in the market could he find the seeds that his youngest son had his heart set on. So he had to set out on his homeward way without them. Now his journey led him through a thick forest. While he was still about four miles distant from his palace, he noticed a white wolf squatting on the roadside. And behold, at the foot of the wolf, there was a pile of seeds. Then the king called to the coachman and ordered him to get down from his seat and fetch him the seeds from the wolf's foot. But the wolf heard the order and said, My lord and king, I will let you have the seeds, but I must have something in return. What do you want? answered the king. I will gladly give you rich treasure in exchange for it. Oh, I do not want rich treasure, replied the wolf. Only promise to give me the first thing that meets you on your way to the castle. In three days, I shall come and fetch it. The king thought to himself, I am still a good long way from home. I am sure to meet a wild animal or a bird on the road. It will be quite safe to promise. So he agreed and carried the seeds away with him. But all along the road, he met no living creature till he turned into the palace gates where his youngest son was waiting to welcome him home. That evening, the king was very sad, remembering his promise. And when he told the queen what had happened, she too shed tears. 
and the youngest prince asked them why they both looked so sad and why they cried. Then his father told him what a price he would have to pay for the seeds he had brought home to him. For in three days, a white wolf would come and carry him away, and they would never see him again. But the queen thought and thought, and at last she hit upon a plan. There was in the palace a servant boy, the same age and the same height as the prince. And the queen dressed him in a handsome suit belonging to her son and was determined to give him to the white wolf, who would never know the difference. On the third day, the wolf strode into the palace yard and up the great stairs to the room where the king and queen were seated. I have come to claim your promise, she said. Give me your youngest son. Then they led the servant boy up to him, and she said to him, You must get on my back and I will take you to my castle. And with these words, she swung him onto her back and left the palace. When they reached the place where she had met the king and given him the seeds, she stopped and told him to dismount that they might rest a while. So they sat down by the roadside. I wonder, said the wolf, what your father would do if this forest belonged to him. And the boy answered, My father is a poor man, so he would cut down the trees and saw them into planks, and he would sell the planks, and we should never be poor again, but would always have enough to eat. Then the wolf knew that she had not gotten the real prince and she swung the servant boy onto her back and carried him to the castle. And she strode angrily into the king's chamber and spoke, Give me the real prince at once. If you deceive me again, I will cause such a storm to burst over your palace that the walls will fall in and you will all suffer. Then the king and the queen wept, but they saw there was no escape. So they sent for their youngest son, and the king said to him, Dearest child, you must go with the white wolf, for I promised you to her, and I must keep my word. So the prince got ready to leave his home, but first he went to his room to fetch the seeds, which he took with him. Then the white wolf swung him on her back and bore him away. But when they had come to the place where she had rested with the servant boy, she told him to dismount so that they might rest for a little at the roadside. Then she turned to him and said, I wonder what your father would do if this forest belonged to him. And the prince answered, 
My father would cut down the trees and turn it into a beautiful park and gardens. And he and his friends would come and wander around the glades in the summertime. This is the real prince, said the wolf to herself. But aloud, she said, mount once more onto my back and I will take you to my castle. And when he was seated on her back, she set out through the woods, and she ran and ran and ran, till at last she stopped in front of a stately courtyard with massive gates. This is a beautiful castle, said the prince, as the gates swung back, and he stepped inside. If only I were not so far away from my father and my mother. But the wolf answered, At the end of a year, we will pay a visit to your father and mother. And at these words, the white furry skin slipped from her back, and the prince saw that she was not a wolf at all, but a beautiful princess, tall and graceful. And she gave him her hand and led him up the castle stairs. One day, at the end of half a year, she came into his room and said, My prince, you must get ready for a wedding. Your oldest brother is going to be married, and I will take you to your father's palace. When the wedding is over, I shall come and fetch you home. I will whistle outside the gate, and when you hear me, pay no attention to what your father or mother say, Leave your dancing and feasting and come to me at once. For if I have to leave without you, you will never find your way back alone through the forest. When the prince was ready to start, he found that she had put on her white fur skin and was changed back into the wolf. And she swung him onto her back and set out with him to his father's palace where she left him, while she herself returned home alone. But in the evening, she went back to fetch him, and standing outside the palace gate, she gave a long, loud whistle. In the middle of his dancing, the prince heard the sound, and at once he went to her, and she swung him on her back and bore him away to her castle. Again, at the end of half a year, the princess came into his room as the white wolf and said, Dear prince, you must prepare for the wedding of your second brother. I will take you to your father's palace today, and we will remain there together till tomorrow morning. So they went together to the wedding. In the evening, when the two were together alone, she dropped her fur skin and became a princess again. Now they did not know that the prince's mother was hidden in the room listening to them talk. When she saw the white skin lying on the floor, she snuck out of their rooms and sent a servant to fetch the skin and to throw it into the kitchen fire. The moment the flames touched the skin, there was a loud clap of thunder heard, 
and the princess disappeared out of the palace gate in a whirlwind and returned to her palace alone. But the prince was so upset. He spent the night trying to figure out what to do, for he loved the princess. The next morning, he set out to find his way back to the castle. But he wandered through the woods and forests, and he could not find a path or a track to guide him. For 14 days, he roamed in the forest, sleeping under the trees and living upon wild berries and roots. And at last, he reached a little house. He opened the door and went in and found the wind seated in the room all by herself. And he spoke to the wind and said, Wind, have you seen the white wolf? And the wind answered, All day and all night I have been blowing round the world, and I have only just come home, but I have not seen her. But she gave him a pair of shoes, in which she told him he would be able to walk a hundred miles with every step. Then he walked through the air till he reached a star, and he said, Tell me, star, have you seen the white wolf? And the star answered, I have been shining all night, and I have not seen her. But the star gave him a pair of shoes and told him that if he put them on, he would be able to walk 200 miles at a stride. So he drew them on, and he walked to the moon, and he said, Dear moon, have you not seen the white wolf? But the moon answered, All night long I have been sailing through the heavens, and I have only just come home. But I did not see her. But she gave him a pair of shoes in which he would be able to cover 400 miles with every stride. So he went to the sun, and he said, Dear sun, have you seen the white wolf? And the sun answered, Yes, I have seen her, and she has chosen another groom, for she thought you had left her and would never return, and she is preparing for the wedding. But I will help you. Here are a pair of shoes. If you put these on, you will be able to walk on glass or ice and to climb the steepest places. And here is a wreath of flowers with which you will be able to give to the groom. When you leave me, you will reach a glass mountain. Put on the shoes that I have given you and with them you will be able to climb it easily. At the top, you will find the palace of the white wolf. Then the prince set out, and before long he reached the glass mountain. And at the summit he found the white wolf's palace, as the sun had said. But no one recognized him, 
as he had disguised himself as an old man and had wound a shawl around his head. Great preparations were going on in the palace for the wedding, which was to take place the next day. Then the prince, still disguised as an old man, took out his wreath of flowers and began to show them to people. And as he did so, the new groom passed by, and seeing the wreath of flowers, he said to the old man, Little man, I wish you would give me that wreath of flowers. And the prince answered, I will give it to you if you will allow me to sleep tonight on the mat outside the princess's door. And the groom replied, Yes, you may sleep on the mat outside the door. So the prince gave him the wreath of flowers, and that night, winding the shawl all around him so that no one could recognize him, he lay down on the mat outside the white wolf's door. And when everyone in the palace was asleep, he began to tell the whole of his story. He told how he had been one of three brothers and that he had been the youngest and the most handsome of the three and that his father had promised him to a white wolf. And he told how he had gone first to the wedding of one brother and then with the wolf to the wedding of another brother and how his mother had ordered the servant to throw the white fur into the kitchen fire. And then he told of his wanderings through the forest, of how he had sought the white wolf, and how the wind and star and moon and sun had befriended him and had helped him to reach her palace. And when the white wolf heard all the story, she knew that it was her true love who had sought her and had found her after such great dangers and difficulties. But she said nothing, for she waited till the next day when many guests, kings, queens, and princesses from far countries were coming to her wedding. Then, when all the guests were assembled in the banqueting hall, she spoke to them and said, Listen to me, ye kings, queens, and princesses, for I have something to tell you. I had lost the key to my treasure box, so I ordered a new one to be made. But I have since found the old one. Now, which of these keys is the better? Then all the queens and royal guests answered, Certainly the old key is better than the new one. Then, said the wolf, if that is so, my first love is better than my new one. And she sent for the new groom, and she gave him the choice to marry one of the princesses who was present. And then she turned to her guests and said, And here is my first love. And the handsome prince was led into the room and seated beside her on his throne. 
I thought he had forgotten me and that he would never return. But he has sought me everywhere. And now we are together once more and we shall never part again. Good night.